back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric. In this episode, I want to talk about some profit-taking concepts, specifically when it comes to selling vertical spreads, also known as credit spreads. But before we get started, you need to know that I am not a financial advisor. And everything in this episode and on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Now, I wanted to discuss profit-taking concepts for credit spreads in this episode because I had a recent winning trade where I chose to leave the trade on for longer because I wanted to make more profit. But in hindsight, I think I actually should have closed it earlier. So the trade worked out, but I was I was left with that trade going, you know what, I shouldn't have done that. And I, and I wanted to talk through that because this is a question we get all the time. It's like, well, do you take profits early? Do you wait for your target? Um, you know, basically trade management. And this is more managing winning trades. We're not, not really going to talk about managing a losing trade right now. But um, there's a lot of things you have to consider uh, while you're just sitting there waiting and doing nothing for these trades. Now, this particular trade was an SPX zero DTE credit spread. In case you don't know, zero DTE means zero days to expiration or some people call it same day expiration. And this is the type of trade where we're basically looking for the value of the options to decrease very rapidly because it's the last day that these options live. They are about to expire. It's the very last day. There's a lot of other factors that go into it, but I like to be a net option seller of these uh, zero DTE options because you can really, if you get the, the direction right, or at least the bias right, and a lot of the extrinsic value can be sucked out of that trade very, very quickly because it is about to expire again. Now, obviously, if the trade goes against you, they can gain value very quickly too. So it's a very kind of fast moving uh, type of strategy is definitely in the day trading realm. Um, but I like to focus on zero DTE credit spreads when I trade them uh, because they're defined risk and it's a net option selling strategy. So let's talk through the trade. Just so you know, I posted the chart of the trade so you can see where the entries and exits were and the strike levels and all that stuff. I'm going to put a link in the description if you want to just uh, as a visual aid for this uh, episode, if you want to check that out. So um, let's go ahead and go through it. So first of all, going into the day, I had a bullish bias for that particular day. And this is because of a technical forecast indicator I've developed. I've mentioned it before. I don't want to you know, push it. I will put a link uh, in the description uh, as well. But I was going into the day with a bullish bias. And at this point, I'm just looking to take bullish trades if the chart is actually cooperating. So there's a little bit more with the setup there. So as the market opened, there was a small gap up and there was a, a little bit of a rally in the first 30 minutes to an hour. And this is exactly what I wanted to see. So at this point, the chart is confirming the bullish bias. So that's one of the, the setups. Now, in this particular market in 2022, things have been very volatile. I tend to be waiting the first 30 minutes, maybe for at least 15, 20 minutes before I take a position because the market is known these days for some large intraday reversals. And because we're selling options, what we don't want to do is necessarily be in the trade all day because we know the reversals can happen. So um, so on this particular day, the market did move up, but I waited a little bit to enter. So it was just about after 10 o'clock, uh, we started to get a pullback from the morning rally. And at this point, I was looking at selling the credit spread because if you think of an, like, a, like an uptrend, you're basically uh, selling that put credit spread uh, on the pullback. So selling a put credit spread is a neutral to bullish strategy. And my analysis was saying, okay, I think 
this particular level is going to hold. We're in, we're seeing bullish accent. Everything was lining up, right? So as the market was pulling back, SPX was trading around 39.65, 39.63, somewhere in there. And I sold a put credit spread where the short strike was about 10 points out of the money. It was at 39.55. And then I bought the 39.50 for protection. That makes it a defined risk spread. And I got a credit about a dollar fifty. So at this point, I am risking three dollars and fifty cents per contract to make one dollar and fifty cents per contract. So this is how credit spreads work. Now we are out of the money. So from a probability standpoint, uh, the options market is probable, that, uh, more probable that this is going to expire out of the money because on a zero DTE, that short strike, when you're 10 points out of the money, you're probably looking at a delta 40 or so option. So that means that the probability is in your favor that this thing is going to expire worthless. Now, that's just the probabilities market. So we're, we're kind of probability stacking here. We have our uh, bullish bias from the forecast tool. We have a morning rally, and then we have the options market that we're kind of combining all these things into a high probability trade. I entered it at, it was about 1020 and I got a dollar 50. About 15 or 20 minutes later, the rally continued and that spread dropped in value from a dollar 50 down to $1. So at this point, 15, I'm gonna call it 20 minutes into the trade, I was able to close the trade for 33% of the max profit because $1.50 is the max profit. And I'm basically looking to buy it back for cheaper. I wasn't really gonna let it go because um, you know anything can happen the rest of the day. And this is where the decision has to be made. This is the managing winners part of the trade. So I'm sitting in the trade. My original sort of mental target typically when I go into these trades is to try to book 50% of the max profit. Um, I know that's been discussed in several studies and things. I adhere to that of taking profits early. Um, but sometimes the profits happen so early. And like in this case, when you think about it, if I'm taking the trade at 10.15 or so, um, and I, I was able to close it around 10.30-ish, and I still have several hours left in the day. And I did I did a quick math on it. I could have booked 33% of the profit in about 10% of the time left on that option. And I think that's the math we wanna start, start to consider is, well, should I close it now or should I wait for my profit target? Especially with zero DT, this may be a little bit different for you know 30 day, 45 day stuff because you you know typically you're farther away from the money and you can just kind of wait it out. It's slower moving. You have more time to think or adjust. With the zero DTE, you really don't have a lot of time to think because you know, one more candle, you know, five minutes later, next thing you know, this thing is you, all your profits are gone. It's back to, you know, the full price that you, that you sold it for. So um, in this particular case, I didn't sell it or excuse me, I didn't close it. I didn't buy it back. And I was ultimately not really being greedy. I think I was not flexible in my mental target where I was saying to myself, okay, I'm going to target. And I had already put the order in actually. I'd sold the spread for $1.50 and then I put a buy to close or a BTC order in to buy it back for 75 cents. And, you know, I was watching it and I was like, okay, yeah, everything's lining up. It's going to, it's very bullish. I'm just going to, you know, let it go. And then I actually had to run an errand. And um, so I was going to walk away, which is ultimately what I did. I walked away. And in hindsight, this was a, I think, a bad idea. 
and and let me tell you why. So I ended up walking away from the trade. I left the order in. Um, several hours later, it closed for the 75 cents. But I, but again, let's talk about the time. I could have closed it for $1. I could have booked, let's call it $50 a spread in 15 minutes. I had to wait another, I'm counting here, 11, 12. I'm going to call it three or four hours to get that additional $25 uh, per spread. So is it was it worth it? Was it worth waiting? Well, let me tell you what happened in between. And this is what nobody talks about, I think, because it's really hard to uh, articulate this a lot. This is why I try to put this chart up here uh, over on the website. During the life of that trade, the market actually pulled back and tested the short strike. Remember, I sold the 39.55 and I sold it for $1.50 when it was out of the money. So as the uh, as SPX pulled back and actually tested, actually tested 39.52. So that short strike actually went in the money for a couple minutes. And what that means is that that spread increased in value to at least over $2. So this trade was in the red for probably of that three hours later thing that I mentioned, it was in the red for probably two hours of that. And this is the position you don't want to be in because it's easier to manage the winner than it is to loser. Now, when I actually got back to my desk and I saw uh, what had happened and I missed it all because I was at an appointment, uh, the market rallied back up to the original entry point and it was actually able to close because uh, later in the day at that same level, theta actually helps a little bit. But what a lot of people underestimate with credit spreads uh, specifically is delta is a bigger deal than theta. I know we try to set the trades up based on theta. We're, we're trying to you know collect the value that decays over time. But the delta of the move kind of negates everything, right? If the price moves against you, uh, then you know, you're going to be losing. It doesn't matter how much theta you're collecting. So when I was kind of looking back at this trade and just kind of analyzing what what I could have done to make it, you know, I don't want to say less stressful or anything, but um, there, there's uh, when you're in the market, when you're in a trade, you actually have a lot of risk on. When when you trade, you're you're taking on risk. So the idea that I could have been in that trade 15 minutes or 20 minutes and netted, you know, pretty close to what I was aiming for, I could have avoided all that risk because this thing could have easily gone totally against me. Or it's possible when it when it came down and tested the short strike that maybe it just kept going down and that trade would have turned into a complete loser. Uh, so, and this is the, the the nature of the you know the volatility we're seeing right now. These intraday moves. Now, luckily that this this trade worked out, and I stuck to my plan, and you know all those things. And you know I'm not you know this is one of those trades where I stuck to the plan, but man, it was hard to stick to when I could have taken that profit a little bit early and taken the risk off the table. Because when you take that profit, not only are you booking the profit and, and you might be seeing the, 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 the gains that you're missing or what you're leaving on the table. In this case, I sold, I sold the spread for a dollar 50. I could have bet, bought it back for a dollar and my target was 75 cents. So I was, you know, uh, leaving and mentally leaving 25 cents on the table. Had I closed it early, uh, but I don't think that's always the way to think about it. You also have to think that if that spread goes from a dollar fifty to a dollar, 
you are now risking more because you're still in the trade. You're not risking more than, than the original entry, but as time goes by and you're in that trade and you're in profit, you still have a max loss. For example, in this trade, the original entry, I was risking 350 to make 150, a high probability trade. As the trade went in my favor, I am now risking $4 to make a dollar because the trade's not over with and my risk is still there. I haven't, I haven't uh, booked my profit. So, you know, these are unrealized gains, but you still have that risk on the table. In this case, it went all the way back down, tested my strike and then went all the way back up. So it was pretty volatile. Uh, and I was able to get the 50% max profit. So, you know, the takeaway here is I, I don't recommend necessarily being so hardcore on, I'm going to take it 50%, 50% max profit or whatever the number is you're, you're looking at. If you get the move in your favor really quickly, I think it's worth accepting less profit and taking that risk off the table so that you are not, you know, you're not letting a winner turn into a loser. And I know that there's a lot of pretty charts out there that show how theta decays over time. And there's all this emphasis on theta when you're selling options. But when you get that directional move, you get the delta in your favor, then why wait to take the risk off. And that's how I'm, I think about it more. And this is more so with zero DTE than the other trades. Uh, but I, I think that's something to consider. I don't think there's a super hard, fast rule that I can come up with. Uh, people ask me, well, what's your rule? How soon do you take it off if you get this much profit? And you know, I don't have a hard number for that. What I do know is if I can book 33% of the profit and 10% of the time, I think that that's uh, I think you can take that trade off. I think you could take the profit and maybe it's different. Maybe you can book 25% of the profit and, you know, 10% of the time and, and you can always re-enter. Yeah. So you got to remember, you don't have to, uh, you know, be done with the trade. You can always re-enter on a pullback or something. In this particular trade, I could have profited. It could have pulled back to my level. I could have sold another one. I could have entered a couple of times. Had I been watching the market all day. And I think that's probably what I actually would have done had I stayed in it because I, I, I tend to close things a little bit early. Uh, and then possibly re-enter. But since I was, you know, going to be walking away, I just said, well, I'm going to let the math play out. And it played out and I won. But man, when I look back on it, I was like, man, this thing could have easily turned into a loser. And, you know, was I being greedy? Was it was it being greedy trying to stick to my plan? Um, and I and that's where the, I think the flexibility, uh, and, and again, we're talking about credit spreads. I think the flexibility needs to be there that, look, if you get a trade in your favor and probably more with options selling, right? Um, there's no trail stops and, you know, that type of thing with this. So you can't just say, I'm going to, uh, you know, maybe you could take partial profits and close a few spreads. And then, you know, depending on how many, depending on how many um, contracts you have open, but in general with credit spreads, and that's kind of what we're talking about is, you know, if you get a directional move in your favor, I would strongly consider taking the profits and then just wait for the next setup, wait for the next pullback or, or whatever it is. So again, I'm going to put a couple of links in the description of the podcast for you to check out if you want to see the forecast tool that I use and also see the chart so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. I know it went through it kind of quickly, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it helps and I'll see you in the next episode.